Well, happy Tuesday, teachers, and welcome to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am your host. And today's episode is actually part one of two, which we are going to be talking all about incorporating games, super easy games, into your ELA curriculum. And so I'm going to share a whole bunch of ELA game ideas that you can use. Maybe you've heard of some of them before, and so it'll just be a great reminder to just always have these kind of in your back pocket ready to go because incorporating them into your existing curriculum is really easy, but it's also really fun for your students and gets them engaged in their learning. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with part one of two, talking all about games in ELA. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host, from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. All right, so let's jump right into part one of two, where I will be sharing two different types of games that you can incorporate into your ELA curriculum. Um, And I'm not saying by any means like we need to be the entertainers on a cruise ship of our classroom, but it's always fun to just have some great, easy to use games in our back pocket for different things in our classroom. You know, maybe we have a couple extra minutes at the end of the class or we want to review something in a fun way. Games are super, super easy to incorporate, but you don't want to put like this unnecessary pressure on yourself to constantly be keeping your students, you know, in games all the time or engaging in that way, right? We can be engaging with our curriculum in different ways than just kind of the, what is it, a dog and pony show, I think it's called. So we're not talking about that. I'm talking about legitimate quality games that you can use in your classroom just time and time again that are just really nice to have in your back pocket. So we've organized this topic of ELA games into four different categories. And in today's episode, we'll be covering two of those types of categories. And I'll talk about the games that you can use for those categories. And then next week, we'll be talking about the other two types of categories, because I'm going to give you just a lot of ideas. And I don't want to give you so many that you can't remember them. That's why we're breaking it into two different parts. So if you're able to, you might want to have like a pen handy and just kind of jot these notes down or save this episode for later if you're driving to or from school. But you definitely want to just have these, like I said, in your back pocket. Okay, so let's talk about the four different types of categories that we've categorized these games under. So number one, are just quick games that you can have when you or that you have on hand when you have like an extra few minutes at the end of class or in between passing periods or something. So these are like quick games you can just grab and go and use at any time. The second category are review games, which you may be familiar with, but we'll talk about some different ways to do that. The third category are popular games that can be turned into reading and writing games. And then category number four are games that you can build from the ground up. So I'll give you some examples of those, and that'll make a little bit more sense in part two next Tuesday when that episode airs. Okay, so again, to keep things clear, today's episode, I'm just going to be covering category number one, which includes quick games when you have a few extra minutes, and category number two, which are review games. All right, here we go. Part one, category number one 
quick games when you have a few minutes to spare. The first game that I want to share with you, super easy, is Name That Tune, except it's Name That Word. So it's like Name That Tune, but we're naming that word. So this is really great when you um, you know, have vocabulary words that you want to go over or specific literary terms or certain terminology that you need to kind of just have your students brush up on. So you could use this with figurative language, or you could use it with the end of um, like a culminating vocabulary unit, or maybe it's Thursday and your vocabulary test is on Friday. It's the end of the day. The kids are exhausted. So are you. You can play a fun game, right? So this is like a great game for that purpose. So here's how it works. So it's not just like guessing this game. There's a whole little way to set this up. So it's really fun for your kids. So first, you're going to split your class into two different teams because who doesn't love a little competition? <laughs> I am a very competitive person just by nature. I don't know where that comes from. My dad. Um, hopefully he didn't, is not listening to this episode. If he is, love you, dad. You're the best. Super competitive though. <laughs> okay. So you're going to split your class into two different teams and then you will call up students from each team and you'll show them a vocabulary word. So you have one student from team A, one student from team B, and they'll both see the vocabulary word. And you will start with student A like the first student from team one. And you will ask them how many words or clues they think they will need in order to get their team to guess their vocabulary word. So if I'm student number one, I look at the word and I'm like, okay, I might need like four clues to get my team to guess this word. Okay. So I'm just going to go with that. So I'm student A and I say four clues, four clues, four words. That's all I need. Well, if student B from team number two thinks that they can do it in fewer clues, they're going to say that. So student number two might come up and say, oh, I can do that in three clues or with using only three words. And so you'll go back and forth between student from team number one and the student from team number two. And whoever thinks that they can do it in the, in the least amount of words or in the least amount of clues is the student who gets to give their clues. So if student one is like, I can do it in one clue. Well, then student B doesn't get the opportunity to do that. So you kind of have to flip flop with which team gets to say how many clues they need first. And so at first they might say, well, yeah, I can do that in one. And they'll find that they actually can't. And so they'll be more realistic with their um, number of clues that they actually need. So you'll go back and forth until one student is like, I can't do it in fewer than that. I definitely need three student, you can do, you know, other student, you can go ahead and give the clues. So then that student only gets however many clues they decided. So let's say it's two. They only get to give two clues to their team. And then their team only gets three guesses to see if they can get the correct answer. And if not, the other team gets the point. So that's kind of key, right? You have to get the clue right in order to not give the other team a point. And so then you'll keep playing back and forth. And generally we only play to like five points because that's plenty of time for five or 10 minutes at the end of class. Um, or something that you could do that I've done in the past is you can keep a running tally. So like you always have the left side of the classroom, the right side of the classroom. And you, you know, whenever you, your students change seats or however you set up your classroom system, um, you could start over from square one. So that's a really fun game. So it's name that word, has all those little directions, step-by-step, step, that's how you do it. Okay, game number two is also for just a few extra minutes at the end of class or when you have a few minutes to spare, it's a quick game, and that is charades. 
and we are all familiar with charades. Hopefully, if you're not, that's okay. You're going to be familiar with them now. Um, and it's fun. It's really fun. The kids have a great time with this. It's, it's awesome. So I'm going to walk you through step-by-step the process of how it works. So first, you are going to whisper to a student a vocabulary word, a literary term, maybe even the title of a short story that you've read, whatever, something that pertains to anything that you're learning in class. So you might even want them to um, do if you want to incorporate grammar in some way, like that might be really challenging too. So you have to kind of see how your students respond to this. So you're going to come up with a vocabulary word, literary term, title of a short story, whatever it is that relates to your classroom. And you're going to whisper that to a specific student. Um, And you can do teams or however you want to set it up. And it's actually more fun when you have two students do it simultaneously. So you give both students the, the, the word and maybe they have teams and then they act out their word in front of the class or in front of their teammates. So you have two students doing it at the same time. It's hysterical and they love it and it's really fun. Um, so again, you can keep track of the points and play a round of charades whenever there's like a few extra minutes. Um, sometimes what I'll do is I might offer like an extra credit assignment for the team that wins or an extra credit point for the team that wins, which in the reality of everything is at least in my, the way my grading go, uh, was, is one point was the equivalent of 0.000001% of their grade. So it wasn't really a big deal. It was more that, ooh, that getting the extra credit point. But you have to do whatever is best for you and your students and, you know, the population that you, you work with and how that works with your kids. Um, okay, so charades, give them a word. They act it out. The team guesses. Super, super fun. And something that I would do that's actually really helpful that I've done in the past is I just had little um, like cutouts of my words. So any of our literary terms or vocabulary words, and I just put them in one of those little tin buckets from Target and you can just pull them out for this charades game. And that's awesome. Okay. So those are the two quick, easy games when you have a couple minutes to spare. Game number one, name that word. Game number two, charades. All right. Moving on to part two of our four different game categories, we're now going to talk about review games. So these are the types of games that you would use when, let's say, you're looking to review content with students to prepare them for a test or you're at the end of the unit. Um, Maybe you're even preparing them for their high school placement test if your students do that or the state test and you want to have some fun sort of review game. So you get the idea. The first game, and you've probably heard of this, and if you haven't yet, you're going to love it. It is called Kahoot. So go to Kahoot.com. So K-A-O, sorry, let me start over. K-A-H-O-O-T, Kahoot.com. And you can create free review games. They also have review games that are already made for you um, that you can choose from that I've used some of those in the past. And something that's actually really cool is you can have your students create their own Kahoot review games at the end of a unit. And so you can put students in teams and they create their own games and then they challenge each other. They're really different fun ways to utilize this in your classroom. Um, And once students are familiar with Kahoot, it's really easy for them to create a game and then play the game, etc. And it was actually, I have a cute story about this. So Jessica is talking about this as we were putting this episode together. And one of her fifth graders last year actually created a Kahoot game for a set of chapters after they'd finished reading in the Westing game. 
And so with like two minutes left in their class period, this little girl went up to Jessica and asked if the class could play. And it wasn't an assignment. She just took it upon herself to create the game. And um, there was just a little bit of time left. And she went and asked Jessica. And of course, Jessica was like, yes, you know, you took the initiative. Super cute. So it's just fun. You know, they get into it. They take ownership over it and they love it. So definitely check out Kahoot for review games if you haven't yet. K-A-H-O-O-T dot com. Okay, the second game that is great for review is called Celebrity. And if you're familiar with Celebrity, it's kind of like Celebrity, but has a little bit of a twist to it. Okay, so here's how it works. Throughout the semester, or it could be like a unit or a month or whatever kind of time period that you want, you're going to write down any vocabulary words, literary terms, titles of pieces of literature that you've studied, all on little strips of paper. So that's what I'm talking about when it's really helpful to have that tin full of these words that are prevalent in your classroom and students are constantly seeing. And so then at the end of a a unit or at the end of a trimester or semester, whatever it is that you do, you want to dedicate a good chunk of a class period to play this game. So it's not like one of those five minutes at the end of the day class period. This would be like a substantial game that you would play with them. So then you would fold all of the strips of paper Put them in a little container in the front of the room. Again, those little tin cans from Target. I don't even know if they have them anymore. I bought so many like two years ago. And then you're going to create two different teams for your students. So you'll start with team A and one student will come forward and select a piece of paper from the little tin with the word or the concept on it. And that student has to get his or her team to guess what's on the paper using any description that they want, just not something that's on the paper, right? You can't say the word that's on the paper. And so once the team guesses, a new piece of paper is selected. And so this one student keeps giving clues and clues and clues and clues and clues. And the team will keep guessing, 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 guessing until the minute, you give them a minute, has passed. And I find that just using my phone and setting a little timer for a minute is fine. But if you have um, one of those minute things that you can use in your classroom, you can totally use that too. And then so what you'll do at the end of that minute is you will count up the number of words or phrases that the team got correct and you'll keep track of their score. And then you'll switch over to team B and you'll do the whole thing again. You'll start the timer over again and repeat the whole process. And you'll go back and forth until the class period ends or you run out of slips of paper. And it's awesome. The kids absolutely love this game. It's actually really interesting to see how they explain the literary concepts, right? It'll show you that they really understand what a metaphor is or what a simile is. And if you want to, you could even put specific parameters around the game, like beyond just, oh, you can't say the word. You could say you can't say the definition. And so that makes it even more challenging when they're talking about specific vocabulary words or something like that. So they have to use similes or make different connections to that specific word when explaining it to their classmates. Um, Okay. So the last, uh, yeah, so those are our two. That's our part two of our four. Hold on, let me start over. This is part one of part two, but we're talking about the second category of our four different categories. (laughs) That was a mouthful. Um, So again, for review games, you have Kahoot, and then you also have Celebrity, just in a little bit of a different way. And so that's it for part one. Those are four different games that you can easily incorporate into your classroom. Super fun. Kids love them. It's just, it's a really great way to incorporate just engaging content with your kids that they love. And they remember that stuff. You know, I don't know about you, but I remember doing things like that in my classroom as a kid and just look on it really fondly. You know, you remember things that have an impact on you and doing things like this really do. Okay, so next week, next Tuesday, will be part two where we will be talking about the other two types of categories of games. And so those are 
popular games that can be turned into reading and writing games. And then also we'll be talking about games that you yourself as the teacher can really build from the ground up and really integrate like exactly what you're doing in your classroom. So that's it for now. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Again, as I always say, I would love to hear from you. Hop on over to Instagram, send me a direct message. Let me know that you're listening to the podcast. Connect with us, touch base with us. We always love getting messages um, from our listeners. It means so much to us that we're not just yelling into the abyss, right? Someone is on the other end listening to what it is that we have to share to help you make an impact in your middle school ELA classroom. All right, with that being said, I'm gonna sign off and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Have a great week.